The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. is done and Nadal withdraws all on a Vince McMahon sexing Djokovic exiting Tennis Friday edition of the program Danny Bailey let's go oh my goodness gracious I am that's right what it do baby Easy work. All work is That's light right. work. Thank you. Appreciate that on a tennis Friday. Uh, we do like one tennis Friday a year. It's the Wimbledon week. And it's when there's nothing else going on. Next week will be NASCAR Friday. No, I'm just kidding. I reckon. Can't steal that from David Hurlbutt. Uh, just to thank you, my friend. I'm just a Jersey boy living the dream. Uh, okay, so real quick, I'm seeing a nasty toothpick right here. Somebody's toothpick. I'd hate to get blamed for that. I'm gonna have oh, to no. alert. Is that a Hurl? Was Herbert Herbert here today? No. Who but is? I know whose it is. Who is it? I can't put him on blast. Really? Like Just do it. I can't. Fire photons, Danny. <laughs> I can't boo! do it. Boo, 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 boo. My always first. It was a certain. Uh, I. It was. It was an author. Oh. It was an author of many books. It was an author. Mm, talks kind of like a serious guy. Used to, uh, you know, used to matter in this town. Um, yeah, I feel you. Okay, I got it. Enough said. So one guy's leaving nasty toothpicks. The other guy's wearing running shorts with no underwears all over the plastic chairs. And that's your afternoon drive show. Okay. Uh, I would have thought Rico and Ramirez, you know, natural rule breakers. They're just rule breakers. You know what I mean? Well, but they <laughs> they haven't been here for like two weeks because they didn't have a show last week for 4th of July. Mm, why did so, they do a 4th of July extravagans? I don't know. Because they always have like 20 people in here. So it, it yeah. would have been probably too many. We would have been over capacity. Fire marshal would have shut it down. <laughs> okay. I feel you. Okay. So it's 9.04 a.m. in the Mile High City. We're live from the Tech Center. Thanks for being with us. I am Danny Williams. Uh, Williams, along with Danny Bailey, we're the double D's, okay? We uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, okay? That's an option. Uh, you get us crystal over the front range on that HD. Got to have that new whip, though. Or you got to go to car toys on better way. Do it ready? To, to go! go! Uh, but yeah, or you can just stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. I mean, you know, there's only about two and a half million people who are going to that website every month. No big deal. Um, and you know, podcasted versions of our previous work, radio on demand tab, lots of ways, no excuses. Okay. So 
Joe Sackick. The what's the name of that award he won? They got names for every award. They can't just call it the, you know, uh, executive of the year. It's the Alamode um, Frenchie. The Jim Gregory oh. General Manager of Actually, the Year Award. That's very simple. The Jim Gregory. Okay. You got to, you know, think about that. Joe Sackick, the greatest av of all time. He's the greatest av. Okay. I don't know if Kale McCart or Nathan McKinnon are going to end up being the greatest av. He's greater than Forsberg. And don't get me wrong, Patrick Waugh, you know, big cheer. Are you kidding me? What is that? You know, it's like big cheer. Are you kidding me? What is that? But the captain Joe Sackick is the greatest av of them all. For him to have won this award, to have helped, you know, put the avalanche back on top is very, very special and very, very unique. This kind of stuff doesn't happen. It's only happened a couple few times ever, literally in the history of, you know, Earth. Where your greatest player goes to, you know, uh, your greatest player goes back to his team to run the team and then, you know, take that team to the promised land. Uh, Mario, you know, Mario Lemieux and John Elway. I can't think of any other. I bet I'm leaving someone out, something somewhere out, maybe a little bit, something. Not so sure, but um, pretty badass, you know, Danny Bailey. Uh, what about like Danny Ainge? Interesting. Um, I think that would totally qualify. I think that counts. Or uh, Jerry West. Jerry West is a great one. He's probably the greatest one of all time. That's I think what you you think you did it there with the Jerry West, because Jerry West is one of the greatest orchestrators. I mean, Showtime Lakers. He helped put some of that club. This Golden State Warriors team together. He had his hands a couple years ago on the Grizzlies. Look what they've turned into. So one of the greatest executives ever. And, you know, uh, Pat Riley played for the, you know, for the Lakers. He was kind of a scrub, but, you know, well, you know, one of the coolest dudes ever. One of the coolest coaches of, of all time. If there's a, who is the coolest coach of all time? Coolest coaches of all time. I'm thinking Tomlin. I'm thinking Pat Riley. I'm thinking Sean McVay. Uh, you know, you got to be cool. Like Kyle's like smart, cool. Like, probably has a Pokemon collection somewhere. You know, he's, you know, Kyle Shannon's a stud now, but he probably used to do Dungeons and Dragons at some point or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Coolest coaches in sports. Bednar? Ken? Be- I think Bednar's pretty I cool. I think Bednar's Crazy. sweet, yeah. man. Total stud, right? We got all the best ones. What about uh, Hackett now? Nah. I think Hackett's pretty cool. He's cool, but he's a bit of a he's a bit of a magoo, you know. Uh, we'll do that. That's our hunt today. You know, get in three zero three eight three one thirteen forty. Gonna walk Coolest off this coaches. show, become a security guard. I just you know what? I I think Kubiak was cool, man. He was just like he could have been a sheriff, not about it. He could have been. An executive, I would have bought that. He could have been a oil man, rich oil guy, wearing what? But what do they call that? It's not a bow tie. It's a a bolo. Bolo tie. tie. That's right. Damn, that's badass. Okay, so 
Uh, Djokovic is down a set right now, but there's no... Calm down, everybody. Calm down before you start depositing money. I will make you some money today. I just don't know if there's money to be made. He's still minus 380. It's two to two in the second set. If this Cameron Nori wins the second set, then we're in business. But can Djokovic come back down two sets again? I There'll be money. There'll be an opportunity here, I think. I'm looking at Cameron Nori maybe to win this thing at plus two. To win Wimbledon? No, no, to oh. win this match. He's plus 270 to win this match, a match where he's up an entire set in. Yeah. <laughs> Dover I don't know. Said- <laughs> I already bet on I already bet on Kyrgios to win the whole thing. Dover said Brian Shaw rapped to his team. How cool is that? That's he was cool. like, I'm hip, I'm with it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I I like that. That's yeah. When you when you think of cool coaches, gotta have the right criteria. I think Belichick's kind of cool because everybody do you think hates Quinn him. Snyder is cool. I do. He's got great hair. He always on that black on black. He's always rocking Vans. Yeah, you know he he'll go with the uh, mock mock turtleneck. I personally can't pull the mock turtleneck off, but I appreciate somebody who can. Danny Bailey's got a very long neck. I probably looks really great in a mock. You know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a mock well, turtleneck. I've worn real turtlenecks. You know for what, warmth. You know what you're getting for Christmas now. Oh, sweet. Several pastel-colored mocks from Costco. Babes, can you grab Danny a couple mocks while you're out at uh, Sam's? Kirkland brand? Okay. So it's, let's go to break. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Damn, if Dover's listening, Dover, man. Let's get you fired over there and get you over here. <laughs> let's do this thing. We got a text from Noy. He said, Wade Phillips is cool in his own way. <laughs> yeah, he's old guy cool. Wade is cool. You're right. He is cool. I hated him when he was the head coach here. But I was like a young punk. I didn't know any better. Mike Vrabel, he's pretty cool. Um, You don't think so? There's something there that I just, you know, he looks the part. I'm just not all in on cool. You know, tough or looks like a coach, yeah, but I wouldn't call him cool. <laughs> I find me someone who's cooler than Pat Riley, though, that's for sure. Beat that. Take that for data. Hey, you know what I mean? That's what I got. That's what we got to say. He's in. No. Take that for data. Okay. This nice coffee is a little bit powerful for a $7 drink here. When I ask for is vanilla there sweet cream. There? Holy cow. There is. It is. It's not like... It's like five parts milk, then, one part coffee? No, no, no. It's just a little vanilla sweet cream. And three pumps of classic with extra ice. Thank you. Hey, boys. No, no, no. Forget it. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Danny Williams, Danny Bailey, and perhaps Josh Jover in the future. We're not, you know, we're not sure yet. We're working through some stuff. My Life Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9.
Okay, we're back in 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. The interaction, the participation. Uh, NHL draft last night. And while I don't even know what team had the first pick, let alone who was drafted number number one overall, it turns out Maverick Lamoureux was the number one overall pick. Okay? So just after the Cardinals drafted Lamoureux, I think I got that right. He's a Canadian defenseman. He was uh he was the 29th pick in the first round. He was the uh, Coyotes first pick. Uh they went to the screen, showed a picture of him, and then showed a picture of his parents. Okay? So the parents then hug each other, kiss, opened mouth with a tongue. So yeah, the kid's Canadian, but obviously his parents are French Canadian. Because it's a French kiss with the open mouth. You get him. Okay, so yeah, the camera's caught and Bucci grass. Bucci goes, get after it, mom and dad. And then I think he said, giggity, all right. No, I added that last part. But dang, I could appreciate that, right? Yeah. Parents I mean, that still a love huge each other? Moment. Your your love created a first overall pick. So why not put that love on display? The dad said during the interview, it's the best day of his life. Okay, and the best day of your life, I'd imagine there'd be some French kissing and sex involved on your best day. So I could appreciate that. But yeah, I thought that was a little bit wild. And then um, why we've taken a bit of a turn. James Kahn. Damn, James Kahn. What a great actor. He's an all-timer. He was an all-time great. His son's funny. All in the funny movies, all the stuff he's in. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, I like Scott. Mm-hmm. He's great in Entourage. Yeah. He's in um one of the, like, CSIs or something. Hawaii Five O. <laughs> well, Danny, it looks like I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah! But yeah, man, James Kahn, what an all-time great. That's sad. Uh, he was 82. That's a nice, beautiful, full life he had. Um, he said that he would tell his son, Scott Kahn, that he loved him every day because his dad never told him he loved him. Powerful. You and your dad tell each other you love each other? Yeah. You do? From time to time. Damn. Sweet. I probably don't call my parents as much as I should, but you know, who does? Yeah. Scott Kahn, I guess. I don't think my dad and I have ever told each other we love each other one time ever in our lives. But I tell JJ every single day. You know? So if I, if my dad and I do that. You're not going to, you're going to be a real bastard of a dad. Oh, no. Yeah, you're going to be a real problem for you. I'm probably going to have to end up adopting your kid at some point and like give him extra love because of what you've done to him. But I'll be that cool uncle. Well, as long as he gets that love eventually. Yeah, for sure. He'll be a great dad. 
despite, you know, what you've done to him. But 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Uh, okay, so... We've got a couple texts here. Well, let's do uh, a couple of them. F. Lewis said another cool coach, Phil Jackson. And that's someone I thought of, mm. but he's kind of a hippie and like... Is that cool? From his day... I guess, yeah. From his era, that's, you know, that's... I, I, the Zen Master's kind of cool. Sure, you know? sure. He's got his own damn style, right? Like Chuck Nasty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of uh, speaking of being cool. Yeah. My inner Johnny football says that I'm not drunk. I'm cool. <laughs> Hashtag cool dad status. Yeah. Hashtag Danny is cool. I'm 105. A I don't know why 105. I'm a fun guy. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. You're cool. I'm drunk. Yeah. You know, like I said it, like I got. I got two friends in the world. My best uh, friend's JJ. I'm a fun guy. And my other best friend is Dover. But he's always busy. You know? So, uh... You don't go skateboarding with Dover? You know, uh... I'll shred a little, you know? Then it's like, kaplop! Then it's like, kapow! Then it's like I got pitted. So pitted. Uh, no. Uh, not really. I like to be able to skateboard, but I'm, it's, I'm too old for that now. To learn. If there is one thing, uh, like, uh, I could do anything as an, like, if we did have a dart contest, I'll find a way to win this contest. I'm one of the great ping pong players. If we're going to do, you know, um, if we had a three point contest, there's only a couple guys in town who could beat me and Josh is one of them. But if I get him on the right day, who knows what anything is possible. But skateboarding, I would hurt myself. I'm afraid. I'd like to be able to shred. Can you shred? I broke my wrist skateboarding when oh. I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. So that's a no for me. Yeah. I'm sorry, Anthony Davis. I'm more of a skimboarder. You said a skim milker? Skimboarder. Oh, a skimboarder. What's that mean? It means it's like on when the water? You, you run along the beach and then you throw the board on the wet sand and then you ride it into the waves and then you go flying up in the air. That's cool. Yeah. You can do fun. that? Yeah, low key. Dang. Okay. I haven't done it in a while and I'm getting a little old for it, but it's right. fun. Hey, hear that, lady? Swipe right. Wait, which is left or right? I don't know. I'm not really on oh, the Oh, me apps. neither. I'm not on the apps right well, that's now. That's like totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So one last thing that's kind of sports and kind of not. Steph Curry says Charles Barkley won't finish in the top 70 at the American Century um, Celebrity Golf Tournament where he finished 76th last season. His best performance ever. But there, you, you know, there's, I guess, <laughs> some books. Uh, let's see. Caesar Sportsbook opened Barkley as 5-1 to one underdog to finish in the top 70. So, you know, 25 is going to pay out 125 bucks or more uh, if you believe Barkley can finish six spots better than he did last year. <laughs> Curry said, no, hell no. He said, clip that, send it to him, let him play it on every tee box. There's no way he's doing it. Um, as of yesterday, Barkley's odds improved to plus 260 with 76% of the bets on 95% of the money wagered backing the NBA Hall of Famer to finish in the top 70. <laughs> The largest bet Caesars has taken on this tournament uh, is 
which tees off on Friday, is 2,000 on Barkley to finish in the top 70. What do you think? I don't think so. He's not very good. <laughs> and uh, I trust Steph. Steph probably has a better better golf analysis bone in his body than I do, so I'm going to I'm going to trust Steph. Steph's 12 to 1 to win it. His dad's 85 to 1 and his brother's 500 to 1. But Barkley you're thinking, well, wow, geez. Barkley's 7500 to 1 to win the tournament. So if like you know that movie with all the celebrities like Seth Rogen where like the world comes to an end and all that. Great movie. This is the end. Yeah, and like everyone yeah. else, all the other golfers fall down and the only like remaining living golfer is Barkley. That'd probably be the only way that that bet pays. If that bet were to not be void. You know? Yeah, you're probably right. Where are they playing this? Is there a, is there a chance that there's a sinkhole that opens up? Um, Actually, good call. Let me take a peek. Don't they always play some Tahoe or somewhere like that? I don't really know for sure. Doesn't say that. Oh, yes. Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me see here. And then we'll. Romo's the favorite. Uh, Barkley impressed him during his practice round. He said he's hitting the ball really well, Romo said. He has improved a lot since last year. I thought uh, it would be a good bet on him to finish in the top 70. Three to one is um, Romo. Former tennis pro Marty Fish, seven to two. And then John Schmoltz is. You know, really, really, really good golfer, nine to two. Then like Vinny Del Negro is always in this, in this thing as well. Let's see, he's a defending champ actually, who defeated uh, Schmoltz in a playoff to win last year. Okay, not bad, right? Djokovic, uh. Five to three. Can you peek out there? And yeah, five to three here in the second set. Still down a set. We'll even it up. But probably go on cruise control here. The you know the money to be made on that match would have been both players to win a set. Um, Cameron Nori to win the first set. You know you could have got even money or something like that. Maybe yeah, but even money ish for both players to win a set. And um, you know like or predict. You know um. I don't know what the number was. Jokic in four sets. Can go back and look, but Kyrgios advancing walkover to the Wimbledon final as Nadal withdraws. It's unbelievable. He came back in dramatic, glorious fashion with everyone we had in the building, you know, put 25 bucks on him to come back. We all ate that day. And not only did we, you know, cash out and make money, he ended up winning that damn match. So how hurt was he during that match? And that sucks because a healthy Nadal would have beat Kyrgios and we would have had what we should have had, should have, and Djokovic and Nadal in the Wimbledon final. Again, Nadal has 22 major championships. I think that's the most all time. The Federer is like 20 or 21, and Djokovic has 20. So there was a time, again, um, where Djokovic, remember, was like runner-up, runner-up, can never break through from Nadal and Federer. Well, not only has he run, you know, closed the gap on those guys, Djokovic is kind of still younger, has a chance to win five or six more majors. Djokovic might be the greatest tennis player of all time. And I still kind of think Pete Sampras is, but now these guys, you know, have come and, you know, lapped Pete Sampras, um, you know, 12 or 13 or 14 majors, whatever he had. Um, that's it. So that's the two-minute tennis zone brought to you by... Uh, Penn Tennis. Now, who's that? What's a tennis brand? 
that you could think of. Isn't Penn one? Yeah, that's one. Have you got any others? Wilson? That's right. Wilson. Can you play tennis at all? Uh, I'm not very good, but I'll get out there and whack it around a little bit. Okay. If we had like a little doubles team and I put you at the net, taught you how to play a little volley game. Sure. Might be pretty good. I'm a fast learner. Yeah. And I'm very coachable. Are you? Well, I've been told that in the past. I don't know. Maybe it's changed. I disagree with that. But 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Back on their side of Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. This was on, like, I don't know, some station 101.1 something the other day. This, in the car, with the girls. When Olivia goes, what kind of music is this? She goes, what kind of music? And I was just like, this was, this is the music. Of my day now, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. The Avalanche made a trade yesterday that at first seemed like, oh, they gave up a third and a fifth for backup goaltender. No big deal. Cool. Um, But really the, you know, in the... At the same time, we've now learned that the Avs the day before met with Darcy Kemper's peeps, and he wanted some kind of six years time or six million times five year deal that was, you know, not something the Avalanche were willing to do. He probably wanted that Grubauer deal, and the Avalanche, um, too. I think there's two ways to look at it. You know, didn't think it was worth that. Okay. And we're comfortable moving on um, and finding a replacement. So they trade for the Rangers uh, backup goaltender. His name is Georgiev. Georgiev. His name is. I believe it's Alexander, Alexander Georgiev. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, this guy, upon a little bit uh, further review, research from my research team here, the XR4TI, turns out this guy won nine out of his last ten games he played last season. Okay. You with me there? Right? That's a nice start. Are you, are you with me? I'm with you. Okay. Um, he also is the backup to the reigning, um, you know, league's best goaltender. So, and also a guy who was third in the voting for the MVP for the Calder. Correct. Or no, not the Calder. Not the Calder. The, the heart. The heart trophy is the MVP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Chris Drury, the, you know, former teammate of. Joe Sackick, I'm sure that makes the call, you know, easier. Uh, 
I am sure you're able to trust a guy who you know, so you're not feeling like, you know, I'm getting um, worked on a deal or what's this guy know that I don't know, you know, you know, in terms of when you're getting players in return, that there's no, you know, damaged goods on some guys or injuries that you might not know, but just all the little things it might be a bad dude or, you know, a locker room jerk face, all that kind of stuff. So it looks like uh, Georgiev, Georgiev, Georgiev. And Frankie will share duties or compete and we'll have like a 1A and 1B. I assume this guy's probably the starter. I assume this guy's the starting goaltender. And Francos, who was 15 and 5 on the season, probably is going to be more like, you know, 20 and 8. You know, probably playing about 30 ish games in my mind, I'm kind of thinking. This other guy gets the, you know, the duties of uh, being your full time goaltender. Wild because for one, that would mean think about this the Avs will have three different starting goaltenders in three consecutive seasons, one of which they won the President's Trophy. The next year, they win the Stanley Cup. And next year, I assume, you know, one or two of those things will happen again with three different goaltenders. So, yesterday, before any of this happened, we said on the show that. We're hoping that this championship is the start of a four or five year run like we had with Peyton, you know, just kind of the start and that we're going to get another championship or maybe a Stanley Cup final loss in there just to a run of some glory. OK, so we also said and kind of comped it to the Blackhawks of, you know, Joel Quinville's era where they did it with two different goaltenders and they were really good and won three cups because of the core. So I don't think anybody really believes that the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup because of Darcy Kemper. And that's no disrespect. I mean, give the guy some freaking credit. I mean, for real. Give them some credit. I mean, for real. But he, you know, they didn't think Grubauer was worth that kind of money and commitment. And they don't think Darcy is either. And they believe, I personally believe, that um, they can get this thing done. I personally believe that. With, with anybody in the net. Not anybody. Because Darcy's like big and imposing. Six foot four. He's like a man. He's like. That's what a man's supposed to look like. And this guy's, you know, half his size. I have to be doing, you know, doing spinning cartwheels and stuff like that, standing on his head. But they didn't think Darcy was, you know, it's crazy, man, because all the talk after, like, immediately was like, yeah, man, we're going to run this thing back. Darcy's like, I love this team. Going to be with this team. I don't know where he's from, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, once you meet with your agent, your agent's like, this will be your He's one. Canadian. Okay, pretty good. Not bad. Not bad then. Nailed it. Um, once him and his agent, you know, get to talking, they're going to quickly realize, and it might be with a poop team, but he might be playing for the Kraken next year, but like he'll have, you know, be under contract for about $30 million for the next five years, no matter where he's at, no matter how he plays, no matter what kind of level of success they have or, or they don't. I bet the Avs would have paid him um, 
that kind of money on a one year, one more year, let's run this thing back type of deal. But give it up for to you know Joe Sackick, man, who he meets with Darcy's people the day before. Doesn't like what he hears. Okay? And the next day they go trade for this guy. And Darcy's career here in Colorado is over. That's it. That's how championship, you know, or organizations are ran. Not with showering everybody with new contracts and, you know, giving everybody all the love that they think that they need. Nah, man, let's not think the Patriot way. The Patriot way is, uh, me, yeah, there might be a little bit of meat on that bone with that player left, but we're not going to, you know, overpay the guy to bring him back. And then at the end of the contract, he won't be worth a damn. We'll move on now and try to find someone hungry to come in here and fill that void. And that's seven championships later for, you know, the uh, Patriots. It's cold-blooded. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, if you're Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, but, you know, two or three or four other guys, you just kind of don't got to worry about it. But it's the price of doing business, man. That's what it is. So what's what a break? 303-831-1340. Georgiev. What I said. <laughs> You're a Gorgiev. Um, it's a Tennis Friday edition of the program. Thanks for being with us. Uh, damn, that Nadal withdrawal, man. That's tough. How do you... At this point, the tournament. He must have been... He. It's the semifinals. Why didn't he just go out there and play and see what happens? Well, if you make it worse and then you're not really ready for... The U.S. Open, which is way more important, obviously. It's America. Yeah. True that. <laughs> so, go Brandon. I think he's playing mind games with uh, Curios. <laughs> he uh, said, Curios said he lost. He was losing sleep because he's nervous after Nadal withdrew, and now he's in the finals, and he doesn't really know how to handle it. But well, he that nervous energy uh, is going to fuel him to a win. Yeah, hopefully he handles it better than the domestic issue he had last week, which somehow he's still playing in this tournament after whatever went down with him in uh, Baby Mama or Tenderone or what? Next girl? I don't know. I guess we'll... Ready? I guess we'll never, never know. know. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Uh, MileHighSports.com will get you like a little stream and you can watch us right. Hi. Hi. Got this little vintage throwback piece right here. I look real good today. I look real good today. But uh, Danny Bailey's got that hair. Can you put the camera on yourself, Danny Bailey, before we go to break? Uh, hey, ladies, take a peek at this. Hello. Whoa. Dang, when he brushes that hair back, I told you I was at Whole Foods. And Danny Bailey was reaching over and like he was in the produce section. I was like, hey, who's this tall babe? And then he turns around. And I was like, goo. Oh, man. Oh, hey, Danny. I definitely didn't think you were hot just now in a woman. I haven't been called ma'am in a while. <laughs> it's ma'am. All right. Danny Williams and Danny Bailey back on their side. It's my life sport. Now is the can't resist. So time by my side. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. 
this? I don't know. Just sounded good at the start, so I figured I'd play it. Okay, not bad. It's Nikki Yore and Dazi. Okay. Sure it is. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Thanks for being with the guy being with us, guys. There's lots of ways to get involved with the show. We'll read your text. We will take your calls, most of your calls. Unless you're the good morning snowflakes guy. Please don't call back. Actually, you're pretty good not one call. His one and done call was pretty legendary. You know what I mean? So <laughs> uh, you're gonna be one and done. If you're gonna you be one as, and done, you might as well, might as well do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, thanks for being with us. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey. We're at the end of the first hour. And it's been fun, man. We've got a bunch of little stuff in so far, I thought. Saw here that uh, uh Danny stop the show. <laughs> It looks like the Avs and the Chuskin. Did I say that right? The Chuskin. Is that Chuch or Nachuchkin? Nachuchkin. Nachuchkin. Yeah. Not skin, like Teddy Ruckskin. Nachuchkin. Nachuchkin. That's what he said the first time. Uh, it looks like the Avs and the Chuskin are closing in on an extension. While it, yeah. yeah, I mean, all this guy does is score goals and makes plays, right? That's exactly uh, the type of guy that I thought would be a priority for them to bring back, even a little bit more than maybe Kadri. Because Kadri's going to take a lot of money. Some team's really going to pay Kadri to go in there and be like a leader, difference maker. Um, Kadri's only 30 years old. I think people think he might be a little bit older than that. But Valerie Nichuskin are closing in uh, on extension with the Avs, and it looks like um, all good, man. That's great. Because you got, who did we run it back with on the one-year? Coglion. Yeah, Andrew Cogliano. Cogliano got the one-year deal back. to come back. He's already back yep. on no money. The Chuskin, I thought, would take some money. I th- felt like it was going to be the Chuskin or Kadri, one or the other. So... That looks like that's what's happening. If they find a way to pull Kadri off, too, it's because he took a hometown discount to be here. And, man, if that'd be the case, woof, that would be wild, you know? Um, Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. What else? Djokovic is dominating pure sheer domination right now. Looks like this thing is over with. There's no money to be made unless you go, like, predict the fourth set, Djokovic to win six to two in the fourth set or something like that. Let's see what that is. Set betting here. Yeah, he's minus 430 to win, three to one. There's no money there. Uh, game spread here in uh, minus four and a half, but it's turned off here. Forget about it, guys. Save your money for Curios. You've got to be thrilled. You got because <sighs> you, you took a little taste on Curios to win the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... Oh, you don't want to win your money this way? No, no, I do. I'm <laughs> happy about it, but I feel like the... Layoff. The Not not really that. I don't think that's as big of a deal, but if he had beaten Nadal, I think then he's riding high and he has so much more confidence going into a final against Djokovic. And now, without that, he might be a little bit in his own head as 
he often is. Uh, so I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, it was the profits from the Nadal cash out that I put on it. So I'm cool with it. Nice. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to, uh, that's that final's going to be this weekend, right? Sunday. It is going to be this weekend. Yeah. So I'll get to watch some tennis on Sunday and see how it goes. Hopefully he's at least entertaining. Saw the Nuggets summer league schedule. But also, I saw a little clip of Jokic's first summer league game in 2015. He's wearing number one, and it's just a package of him for about two or three minutes. He, I don't know what he finished with. He had to finish with like 12 or 13 points and a couple assists, a couple rebounds. And I think he came in off the bench in that game, okay? But he was so freaking crafty, and you could just see it already in his first ever taste of NBA action little up and under stutter step, couple sweet passes, a three he hits from a the nice corner. Block. A yeah, a beautiful little block on a rundown kind of block. I loved it. And now, I mean, think about that, man. That's not that long ago, 2015. It is, but it isn't. I mean, that's seven years, you know. Um, but we were talking about it yesterday. If I can get seven more years out of Jokic like I just got in the front end, I, I I'm hoping this is just the you know where I'm hoping he's on like the seventh hole or the sixth hole of his career you know if his career is in, you know an eighteen hole uh, you know kind of comp there but I just think the best is yet to come with Jokic we're lucky to have him well, you know once you're here doing it every single night the way he is you kind of take it for granted I don't know who I heard yesterday talk about it but it made me feel a lot of different feelings inside of my body where we, you go back and look at the history of NBA champions. You got like two hall of famers on almost all of these teams. Like every single one that's ever won a championship. You got two hall of fame players on, on those teams. Do the nuggets have another hall of famer besides Nikola on this team? Danny Bailey. Um, it's and no. I'm no, gonna stop they you. Don't. It's no. They don't. Jamal not even an all star. I know, but I but I want to think he has enough ahead of him that they could maybe emerge as something that dynamic duo. But no, it rocked it's, my it's, world. Yeah, it's just Jokic. a little bit because that's truly the b blueprint to what it takes. Any team ever, you're gonna say, "Oh, what about Dirk?" I mean, Jason Kidd was on that damn team. You know, Sean Marion, the Matrix, who went to five All Star games, was on that team, and they had some other pieces too. Jason Terry was on that team. You know, not a Hall of Famer, but, you know, again, Jason Kidd's like one of the 10, five greatest point guards of all time. You know, it's he set it all up. He made it easy. He let Dirk go his, do his thing and be the motor while he had to orchestrate the rest of all these guys. So, you know, any other team, any other team is like, um, someone said, uh, Raptors, a couple years ago with Kawhi. Kyle Lowry is going to the Hall of Fame, guys. He's been in tons of All-Star games, and you might be thinking, oh, he's not a Hall of Fame player. No, he is. He is a stat stuffer. He's won in a couple different, you know, uh, regimes there in Toronto. He's their greatest player ever, probably. And and you don't think? I don't know. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady both played there. Uh, yeah, but Kyle Lowry won an a NBA championship there. Let yeah. me see some Raptors On stats. Kawhi Leonard's team. So Kawhi would be ahead of him there also. No? Raptors all-time. Let me see. All-time leading score is DeRozan with 13,000. 
I mean, you can't really look Damn. at all-time scores because Brooke Lopez is the all-time leading scorer for the, for the Nets. Yeah, and they've had some pretty big names go through there too. Kyle Lowry's number one in a lot of different categories for them. Assists, steals, um, three-point field goals made. Don't get me wrong. I like Kyle Lowry. I just think that I, I think that there are better players who have been. He's number on the two Raptors at ten thousand. He has more than Bosch and more than Vince Carter. Of course, he's not a better player. Chris Bosh is a really unique talent, and Vince Carter uh, was an, is an all time great. And Tracy McGrady was even more special than all of the guys. Tracy McGrady was the most most special of all these guys, including DeRozan and Lowry. But I still might stick to my guns that Kyle Lowry's the face of the you know the all time greatest player that franchise's history, because without DeRozan, he won. It was with Kawhi. Don't get me wrong, but if the goal is to win championships. And your longest tenured guy helps you do it. That's fair. That's a good little there's, there's argument. A de- yeah, I like there's that. A debate to be had. I like that little pushback you gave me on that one. Let's go to break 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. We'll come back second hour. Do some Bronco stuff. Do some Russell Wilson stuff. Should Russell Wilson be taking heat uh, because of his extravagant lifestyle that he you know enjoys? I'll tell you, man, that no one works harder than him. No one's working harder than Russell Wilson. And he might have to fly around five or six dudes to go help him get the work in, you know, wherever he's at. But that's the price he's willing to pay. And that's the kind of kind of cost of doing business of being the kind of professional that he is. One of the, again, the five best quarterbacks on planet Earth. This ain't like, oh, man, Chris Bryant. Yeah, man, he's a slugger. It's like he's, one of the, he's, a great, he's one of the best hitters. Nah. He might be like one of the top... 150 hitters in the world. Russell Wilson's one of the five best quarterbacks and, you know, 12 or 15 best football players in the world. He's ours. He's on this roster. I don't think he should be taking any kind of heat for living it up with baby girl, Sierra. But we'll talk about it on the other side. It's Molly Sports. I feel like you're the moon I feel like I'm the one I wanna get done 